Welcome to the Data Savvy Teacher Podcast. My name is Alicia Parker and I'll be your host. This podcast is for anyone who has a role in education and wants to learn how to improve their data using skills. As an educator, you're probably also a lifelong learner. So thanks for making this podcast part of your personal growth. And if you enjoy what you hear, please give it a rating on iTunes or share it with others. This helps more listeners like you find this resource as well. All right, let's get started with today's content. If you've been in education for any length of time, you've probably been exposed to professional learning communities, or what are commonly referred to as PLCs. There's no shortage of literature, blogs, articles, videos, and probably podcasts dedicated to this topic. I think it's such an important topic for teachers to understand, and it ties in with the mission of the Data Savvy Teacher Podcast. When done correctly, PLCs can be one of the most powerful tools for teacher growth and student success. When done incorrectly, PLCs can be a powerfully demotivating additional burden for teachers. So let's take a few episodes and talk about the keys to PLC success. The first key is to determine if the PLC you're part of actually reflects the name Professional Learning Community. A PLC is first a group of professionals And I'd like to suggest it's a very specifically defined group of professionals acting in a professional manner. PLCs should be composed of a group of teachers who teach the same content, and they should be engaged in discussions about that content. The discussions should be focused on how to grow as a teacher and how to improve student learning. But this is not always the case. Sometimes I've seen PLCs made up of teachers from across disciplines, and there is no unity in what they're discussing. It makes professional dialogue really challenging. I've also seen PLCs where the discussion is mainly focused on issues not related to growing as an educator or improving student achievement. Discussion is focused on problematic student behaviors or disagreements about how the administration is making decisions or field trip forms. The PLC time gets hijacked by the stressful reality of of teaching. And while venting and commiserating with colleagues can be therapeutic, the PLC is not the time or the place. The PLC is first and foremost professional. It's a structure put in place to bring professionals together to grow as professionals. The second word of the PLC name is learning. PLC time should be dedicated to learning. As educators, our primary role is to facilitate learning of students. However, we can also be learners and the PLC is the perfect place for that to happen. The professionals in the PLC should be engaged in learning for themselves. So when a PLC is used to plan field trips, order classroom supplies, or discuss things that are frustrating, there really isn't any learning taking place. To make sure the professionals are learning through the PLC, the PLC as a group needs to focus on trying new strategies for teaching, or looking at data from assessments and using that to guide instruction, or sharing new ideas for instructional activities or materials. If you're involved in a PLC, ask yourself, What have you been learning that has contributed to your professional growth as a result of your PLC? If you can't come up with an answer, your PLC is missing an essential key. Finally, a PLC is truly a community. You can look up community in the dictionary and find all kinds of appropriate descriptions of community. Community comes from the Latin term communis, which when broken down into two parts becomes com and munis. Com means together, and munis refers to performing a service or services. So a community is a group of people working together towards something as a service. 
The whole spirit of the PLC should be about working in tandem with your PLC members to provide the best service possible to your students. And yet so often, a PLC is seen as a burden. One more meeting, one more checkoff. The community, the sense of being a part of something that provides a service to the greater good, is lost in the stress of the job. If you're involved in a PLC, either directly or indirectly, and your PLC is not defined by professionalism, a culture of learning, and a shared sense of community, can I challenge you to figure out why and address that as your first key to PLC success? If your PLC is not a professional learning community, then chances are the rest of these keys and the rest of the episodes I'm going to be producing aren't going to do you much good. You might need to start from scratch and reculture your PLC. And although that might sound painful and like a lot of hard work, it'll be worth it in the end. The next episode will expand on the purpose of the PLC. And in fact, I'll explain that I think PLCs have a dual purpose that initiate each other. So join me for part two of Keys to PLC Success. Until then, may the data be ever in your favor.